Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 75. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, we've entitled this episode, um, Liz, oh no, wait a minute, we'll do it properly. Whoa, Liz ain't going to Barbados. Okay, so that's obviously a reference to, uh, is that a reference to the Queen potentially being unelected as a head of state in Barbados? Yeah, she's been removed, didn't she? Uh well, is she officially been removed or is she just potentially been removed? Are they voting on it or just doing it anyway? I, I don't know. It looks like it might be happening. Okay. The movement so, uh, started, hasn't it? So, And I presume that's a play on the Venger Boys song, isn't it? Um, Whoa, we're going to Ibiza. Uh, well, not not the Venger Boys, because originally, the, I don't know if you know this, but the Venger Boys were going to Ibiza is a cover of a totally tropical song um, oh, okay. called We're Going to Barbados. Oh. So, you know, not not an original by the Venger Boys, but still a very good song. Okay. So, are we going to play it? Yeah, we are. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Here we go, then. So, here is uh, Totally Tropical. Oh, not Totally Tropical. Not Totally Tropical, we'll call ourselves. Totally, totally Jimbo. Totally Untropical, Totally Jimbo. Um, Whoa, Liz isn't going to Barbados. Been the Queen of England for all her life. Gave out OBs and MBs, made dames and knights. She was head of state in 16 countries, but one of them has just said bye. Whoa, she's no longer head of Barbados. Whoa, they've removed her. Whoa. She'll have to go on the sunbed. Whoa, in the Royal Solarium. So there you go. That was uh, Totally Tropical, or Not Totally Tropical, Not At All Tropical, by Jimbo, Totally Jimbo. Um, and I hope you enjoyed that. You enjoyed that, Fish? That was very good. Uh, I did uh, notice halfway through the song that uh, our Facebook listeners might have been hearing us double, uh, but I have corrected that now. Uh, at my end, there we go. Technically, shoes to start with, but we're 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 continuing. We're okay. Um, and Fisher, do we think we maybe because of the the false start, we could maybe try our thing. We could we could maybe try our thing that you saw on Twitter. Yeah, so I saw something on Twitter, um, which said what you should try and yeah, you sometimes see these things where you kind of create a new name depending on what your cat was called or what your um, you know, what day of the month you were born and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and this one was called. Change your name and reply. Hold on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Explicit lyrics warning. Any children listening, anyone who's got children in the area, cover your children's ears if you don't want to hear foul language. Turn us off now, turn us down. Yeah. Uh, When you say lyrics, I'm not planning on singing this next bit, by the (laughs) way, but uh, it was replace the first four letters of your first name and surname with the letters F-U-C-K. So basically replace part of your name with fuck and then put the rest of your name on. Which, given my name's Chris Fisher, I'd end up being called Fuck's Fucker. Now, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what uh, what it would be for you. Uh, it would be it would be uh, Fucko Fuckshurst. So, are we ready? Yeah. yeah should, we, should we do the intro again? Let's do the intro again. Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 75. Starring... Fuck's fuckery. Fuckhurst. And Fuck's fucker. I got my own name wrong. 
I can get your I can get your name wrong. Oh, do I can, it, I can oh, get oh, so do it confused. Again. No. I can get so confused by changing four letters in your name. <laughs> no, no word of a lie. Just as you were playing that introduction, my mum phoned me. So I wonder whether she was about to tell me that uh, tell me off for swearing. She heard it already. <laughs> but never mind. Anyway, so what have you been up to anyway, Jimbo? Do we need our breaking news? Uh, yeah. Okay, so breaking news for me then. Um, what have I been doing? Well, I am going to get laser eye surgery. Are you? That's, I am. Really? Are you fed up of um, being told to take your glasses off before your podcast because the screen reflects in your glasses? I am that, yeah. It's That's quite quite an extreme route to take, isn't it? Well, I, I, don't, I, I always wear either glasses or contact lenses. So if, any, if you ever see me and I'm not wearing uh, glasses, I have got contact lenses in because I am very blind. So uh, I mean, I'm in my mid-30s now and I thought, you know, I'm still not quite mid-30s, but getting there. Um, I thought, you know, for the next sort of at least 20, 25 years when I'm still doing a bit of football, Keeping fit and healthy, or trying to doing physical things, maybe I could uh, have be glasses free, possibly, and contact lenses free, because it you know it's not great poking your eyes with contact lenses every day, isn't it? So there you go. And as well as that, so it, yeah, no, it's, be- it's better just to have someone shine a laser in your eyes instead, Jimbo. That's uh, that's much better than poking yourself in the eyes every day. I did make the mistake of looking at the uh, sort of like. The, the procedure online because they said oh you know it's so it's pain free it's absolutely pain free you're in and out in 40 seconds per eye 40 seconds per eye is that yeah, all 40 seconds per eye oh I'm better so um, obviously you don't, you don't get, you know. it takes you know obviously it takes people in, people in Doncaster it costs them slightly more um, I'm joking of course they've only got two eyes like everyone else um, but yeah it's it, it's just 40 seconds per eye yeah it's, it seems like a, you know a lot of money for something so quick but um, that's how quick it is but I did make the mistake of watching the procedure on YouTube, and that wasn't that nice to watch. So it's put me about a little bit, but be right. Yeah. So it will take you what? So you've got four eyes, haven't you? Specky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it'll, it'll obviously that'll be that'll be an interesting forty seconds in your life. It will, Are you getting both eyes done? I am. I am. It's a bit of a sales pitch as well when you go to see them because they they do a consultation and they check your eyes with some really amazing equipment stuff like that. But a lot of it is a sales pitch to try and get you to to do it you know what i mean um but it's really hard um to you know you know cuz obviously you've got to you have to look at the person who's trying to sell you this laser eye surgery and convince you that it's going to change your life and all that kind of thing uh, but during covid-19 when uh, they've got a mask on like that it's quite difficult to to to, yeah. <laughs> to understand people's facial expressions isn't it like i i can't under, I, I don't know if if people are selling more because they're having to wear a mask or selling less you know in these sort of sales roles that people are in you imagine oh well unfortunately the 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 procedure's not been very successful, because unfortunately, when we tried to do it, you were wearing one of those plastic visors over your entire <laughs> face, and we couldn't quite get the laser in there, and it just shined and bounced back off it. <laughs> At which point, they probably end up giving themselves, the person who, doing the, yeah. who was operating the machine, sort of the laser eye surgery, so without that. Uh, you, if, go on, carry on. I was, I was just going to say, if you have it done twice, does that sort of reverse the change that you had done first time around? Or? I don't think it's reversi- reversible, which is a bit scary. Well, you wouldn't want it to be, would you? you want, uh, well, you what, I'm, I'm I mean, disappointed to solve my eyesight. If they do it once, then that's it. And I, I don't know what happens after that. I suppose you can still wear corrective glasses again, can't you, if you need to? But anyway, let's not talk about the uh, the concerns. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, I've also started a, n- a new Instagram account called Ale and Audio in this last oh. bit. Because, you know, we, we have a beer on our podcast, don't we? And I want somewhere I can keep a track of the beers I have, and not just when I'm on the podcast, but when I'm out and about and stuff. And I'm already flying up there. Got nearly 100 followers already. Not that I'm a massive Instagrammer. Already. Yeah. 
more than that, more than, I think more than I've got on my individual account, more than Waste to Website you've got on <laughs> its account as well. So, but pe- it's because people like the beer, Fisher. So, anyway, that's my breaking I'm, news. I'm thinking of getting my own... Go on. Sorry, go on, Jim. No, carry on. No, I was thinking of getting my own uh, Instagram account. Obviously, you're doing it for your drinking and your podcast, and I was going to do it for my drinking and uh, my middle distance running. Uh, <laughs> it was going to be called Ale and Pace. <laughs> What's your breaking news, Fish? Uh, not really much, to be fair. Uh, I went for a medical test this week. Uh, I, I go for one every year. It's quite quite good fun because, uh, obviously, with the coronavirus uh, epidemic, you have to wait in your car, in the car park. Oh, of course, collection. yeah. Um, and you go to sort of a booper hospital for it. And have you ever, you ever been to a booper place or a private hospital? I've been to a private hospital before. Whether it was booper or not, I'm not sure, but uh, posh, yeah. aren't they? Uh, well, it was a bit strange in the car park because there were four cars parked in a row and uh, my Toyota Yaris was parked in there. Guess what the other three cars were? <laughs> a Merc, a Jag, a BM? I, exactly that. It was really? Mercedes, BMW and Jaguar were the other three really? cars uh, in the line next to me, yeah. And, and you're not joking? No, I'm not joking. Those are the three, so well done. So do you want to give yourself that tick sound that we play on the soundboard when you get something right? <laughs> well done. That, that was a complete guess, but anyway, yeah. very impressive. Uh, sh- and, and to walk in, it was the first time I'd actually have it done. They gave me a temperature scan. Oh, yeah. So I stood, stood on the doorstep and, uh, right, yeah, before you can come in, Mr. Fisher, it, like, held, held, basically held, held a gun to my head kind of thing, which was a bit strange because I was the one wearing the mask. And, uh, yeah, held that to me and, uh, and I went in. 36.2, apparently, was my core temperature uh, on my head. So, yeah, that was that. And also, you're looking a bit confused there, Jim, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. Fine, all good still. Okay, no problem. Um, <laughs> and I've been on, been on holiday to the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Um, which is the first time I've been for, I think, oh, about 14 years. And do you know what? Have you ever been to the Isle of Wight? No. It's down no, south, isn't it? It's across from Southampton. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Southampton is south of Northampton. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, not to be confused with the Isle of Man, which is sort of off the coast of sort of Liverpool and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Isle of Wight, very nice place. It doesn't change at all, to be honest. It's sort of... it's. Back back when I used to go there as a kid, you felt like you were travelling back in time. And when I go now as an adult, you still feel like you're travelling back in time. Mm. So, all good fun. Yeah. Uh, I, also, I, I, I got some beer from there, which I'll reveal shortly. Oh, finally, you've got something more exotic for us. I have, yeah. I, uh, should we, should we should do, do the that beers? now? I think that makes sense. It's nice Nice we've gone on to that. But you had a nice holiday, did you? It was a nice holiday, yes. Really I did, enjoyed it. I did pick out on your Instagram uh, that yep. there was a picture of you all sat around a table... And I saw a bottle of 7-Up in front of your dad, mm. who, as we all know, worked for Schweppes for just a long time. Yeah, aside from the fact that he didn't, but yeah. <laughs> he, um... And, and I, I wanted to comment to say I, I'm, he must be disappointed in you, but then I went to do the research and I couldn't quite work out if Schweppes and 7-Up were the same thing or not. It's quite confusing to work out. So if anyone out yeah. there is a, a soft drinks expert who knows whether they are still connected or used to be connected or whatever... Let us know. Uh, no, I, I, I can actually confirm that because uh, Sweps is part of the Coca-Cola group, I think. All right. As where so 7-Up then... is part of the Pepsi group. Ah, I think there was a, there, there were, at some stage in their history, I think there was a bit of a crossover there. All right, okay. Maybe we'll find out for the next time. Could we do a quiz about soft drinks? Would we have enough material there? Uh, I'm not, well, I can get my dad in as a special guest and talk about Sweps. <laughs> do you want to go first then? Since you've been on your holiday, you've been and got something. What have you got? Uh, I've got some Goddard's Ducks Folly. Ducks um, Folly. Which I'd suspect is 5.2%. I'd suspect uh, after drinking a several of Ducks Follies, you'd probably end up calling them Fuck's Dollies. But uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's Isle of Wight Born and Bred from Goddard's Brewery based in Ride on the Isle of Wight. 
Um, I, I I actually visited a brewery called Yates, and I said, you know, I'm a. I thought I thought I'll, I'll try the old, uh, you know, bit of the lingo. You know, I'll try uh, telling them I'm a podcaster and have you got any beers? And I'm trying to support local breweries and local businesses. Do you know what they said? Go on. They said uh, we've not got any here. We've not got any in the brewery. Uh, if you want, go and get some from Morrison's. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, so I'm, I'm really I'm really pleased I'm supporting local breweries if I can go and buy it from Morrison's yeah that's fantastic uh, uh, but yes it says it's, uh, it says amber intense hoppy and well it says full ale I don't know yeah. it means full of ale there we go so uh, I'll see what it's like what, uh, what have you got Jimba? so I have got uh, some white haze okay and so you've got you, you've got uh, I believe you, you're right you've got uh, a, 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 a isle of white beer is that right Yes, yeah. See, mine isn't Isle of Wight, but it's got white on it, and it's called White Haze IPA, and it's actually from O'Hara's Brewing, so in Ireland. And it is, it's got, it says with it, with tropical fruit flavour. So it goes kind of with our little uh, Barbados title of our podcast. So there you go. And uh, I put this on my older Ale and Audio Instagram page that I started recently, so it's not old at all, but I put it on there. So this is the one I chose in the end, and there we go. Super. Cheers, Fisher. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's quite nice. It's took five. I would highly recommend it. Mm. All, all you've got to do if you live in uh, live around here is do sort of a 350-mile round trip and two journeys on a ferry to go and get some from uh, the Morrisons on the Isle of Wight. Is it not like a hoverboat? Hovercraft? You can you can go on a hovercraft if you want, yeah. We went on a car ferry because well, we've got a car with us. So, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, so... Do you, um, do you know, actually, uh, just sort of jumping back to being on the ferry, uh, when we got on the ferry, they said, because the ferry ultimately is a, a mode of public transport, uh, you've got to wear your face mask there, mm. which I, I was fine with, unless obviously you're eating or having something to eat, so we took his face mask off, so when we ate it, then put it back on. I mean, I, I dare say I wasn't overly delighted at the amount of people who weren't using a face mask when they were on the boat, that's a different story entirely. But do, do you know what other mode of transport I also had to wear a face mask on, because technically speaking, it was classed as a mode of public transport? Uh you didn't go in a helicopter, did you? I didn't go in a helicopter, no. <laughs> uh, a bike? Oh, one, um, on one of the bike. back of those, like, yeah. Do they have those, like, taxi bike things? Oh, rickshaws? No, no. wasn't no. one of them. Or, or tuk-tuks, no. Go on, then. Was it, oh, was, it, was it, like, one of the Chuckle Brothers cars? No, no. Not, no, not a rickshaw, no. Oh, is that what it is? Sorry. Yeah, so I think the rickshaws ones with four wheels, as where the tuk-tuks are, have the bike at the front and you sit in the yeah. thing at the back. Uh, surprisingly, I was told I had to wear it when I was on a cable car. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I did see those pictures as well. I did not uh, remember. Yeah. Anyway, I went, to the, went, I went to the needles. Yeah, is that basically some rocks sticking out the sea? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, but the hey, as rocks as rocks in the sea go, they're quite well known rocks in the sea. <laughs> and there's a lighthouse at the end of them. Um, it's your show and tell, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yes, it's my show and tell. Uh, so for my show and tell item, I've got these. Well, I've got two of these. Uh, do you know what these are? Um, they, they look they look like pipes, but then as you pick them up, like strange looking pipes. So as you pick them up, they uh, are they are in fact cricket, something cricket related. Yeah, they're they're cricket leg guards or pads, if you like. Yeah, uh, you put them on the on your legs, and they. Do you just put one of them on your both of your legs? <laughs> uh, I, I put both of these on. On, I'll put one of these on each of my legs. Right, okay. Uh, they are quite, they, they kind of wrap around your legs a little bit oh, as well to make sure you've got quite a lot of protection. Um, and these are a particularly good pair of pads for the reasons that I'll tell you in a moment. Um, and uh, yeah, so the absolutely, completely, utterly essential item for cricket players 
if you get hit full, if, when, when you're batting, if you get hit on the shin, you're not wearing any pads, then it will hurt like you wouldn't believe. If you're wearing these and the result, it doesn't hurt at all. Okay. Unless you kind of, unless you get the ball just sneaking around the corner of your pad, around the corner of your knee or something like that, in which case it hurts unbelievably sad. A ball like this one? A ball like this one, which I need to ask you about getting that cricket ball back as well as my Stuart Griffin <laughs> rocking the coupling. Yeah, I forgot to mention that I'd got this ball. Yeah. That's what I, uh, Vicky told me about the other day. But anyway, <laughs> so what is the story behind these cricket pads? Is it that these pads, of which there are two of them, I'm only holding one just to make it a bit easier. These pads used to belong to the England cricketer and former England 2020 captain, Paul Collingwood. I've worn them once in a game and scored a duck and haven't worn them since. Uh, or a, a, f- a fuggy duck. Uh, a, a, a duck's folly, yes. Duck's folly, um, that's the one. Or... And what is, is a duck? A duck is scoring no runs in oh. cricket. Thought it's something I'm quite familiar with this season. Or is it that these pads used to belong to England cricketer Joss Butler? I have never worn them, and they've been in my shed for the last four years. Right, okay. So which one of those two do you think is correct? Um, so I'm not sure I'm not sure if you want me to go through the options again. And So these... these they, so... So when you wore them, you saying the Paul Collingwoods in in that in example A, they are Paul Collingwood, uh, yes. and you, and they've not been very lucky. You've only worn them once, uh, and mm. you got why is that the reason you haven't worn them again? Are they not are they not really your size or? Uh, well, yeah, they're a bit too big for me. Um, I I scored a duck, and it also became apparent when I, I I did some running, even though I scored a duck. I was, I was running when the runs went onto the other person's score, and they were they felt a bit big. Yeah. Um, so I, I've never worn them in a game since. Okay. And how did you get them? If it's from Paul Collingwood, how did you get them? Uh, well, uh, back when I was at university at Loughborough, uh, that was the home of the National Cricket Centre, and he gave them to me. I um, The England team used to train until 6 o'clock in the evening, and at 6 o'clock, um, some of the university players could train, and being a bit of a cricket fan, I used to go quite early to cricket. So I used to kind of sneak in a little bit before six o'clock and watch the England team train for a little bit. Not not stupidly early, but just make sure I'm there sort of 10 or 15 minutes early for our session. And while I'm getting changed, I kind of like keep a bit of a, a watch over them. Um, the extent I, I used to like sort of stand in awe. So as you, England you arrived early me. to watch the England players getting changed? No, oh. to, 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 to watch them finish their training session. And then get get tra- and get changed. And and, and I'd, I'd be kind of <laughs> I'd be kind of getting changed at the back. Not, not changed as such. I'd be in my, I'd just be taking my jumper off and, you know, Taking my boxer shorts off, all that sort of stuff. Do you want some, no, be, do you want some fancy music for this? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be generally sort of taking my tracksuit top off, um, taking my trousers off, so I've got my shorts on underneath, all that sort of stuff, all making right. sure I've got all my bits of kit in my bag and all that kind of thing. Uh, Paul Collingwood was kind of walking, walking back, and he was taking some kit. Uh, well, he was walking back, and he got his bag, and he dropped his mobile phone um, out of his bag, and I said to him, I said to him, I said to him, Collie, um, <laughs> and he looked a bit gone. That's his nickname, Collie. Um, although he'd never been called it by me before because he didn't know I was. He dropped his phone. I said, hey, you dropped your phone there, mate. Um, and, and, and he left some of your kit as well. So really, if, if, you'd have not, if you'd have not done that and just took I'd... his phone, you could have been showing and telling Paul Collingwood's phone. Yeah, I'd have got sort of a, a phone that was probably worth about £1,000 as opposed to the crappy pads that were worth about 100 quid. <laughs> um, and he'd left his phone and some bits of kit sort of in his... Um, you get kind of like a wooden box at the side that you chuck your bag in when you're... When you're an England player, I mean, I had to chuck my bag at the side at the back, just on the floor. Uh, he left some stuff in there, and he took his phone and said, oh, cheers for that, mate. He said, oh, by the way, uh, these pads are getting a bit old, so you can have them if you want. There's a bit of a rip on them, um, on one of the pads. Uh, so he gave them to me. 
they, say, do I wore them once in a match. Do they look and old? They, they, they don't look it to me. Do they look old? Uh, they don't. They, they look old for a professionals. There's a bit of a tear on them there, so they kind of that's why a professional wouldn't want to wear them anymore. But right. to be fair, for someone like me, it make make no difference. But they're just too a bit too big for me. So the second one then. How did, can you t- just remind me of the second version of events? Uh, so these pads used to belong to Joss Butler. Um, do you know who Joss Butler is? I guess in a cricketer again. Uh, is, is a cricketer. Uh, sorry, so Paul Collingwood played cricket for England for probably about 10 years or so. He was the England 2020 captain when they won the World 2020 tournament in 2010. So he lifted the trophy. Joss Butler uh, is the England wicketkeeper. He scored 50, uh, he scored, oh, I think he scored over 50 in the World Cup final. Last year, did you watch World Cup final last year? You've, you've seen footage of it. Yes. Joss Butler is the one who, right at the end of the final, catches the ball and knocks the bales off and completes the World Cup victory for England. Right. Okay. So these pads are Joss Butler's. I acquired them about four years ago uh, from someone who plays at my cricket club, who bought some kit uh, from Joss Butler's club. He bought it to a training session. Um, this particular uh, player in my team had to leave the training session early. He'd left the bag with stuff at the back of it. Everyone else went home, left this bag. I thought, well, I'll, I'll pick it up. Chucked it in the back of my car, came home, put it in the shed, completely forgot about it, and happened upon them a couple of weeks ago. Um, we went through it, and sort of, I remember him saying at the time, I've got some stuff from Butler's, and uh, I think that well, these are the pads, and that's how, how I kind of came into having so, them. So do you think, so where's the other ones? Paul Collingwood actually probably wore those in that, in that example. He did wear them. In this example, Josh Josh Butler didn't wear these pads or might not have. There was more from oh, no. his collection. Uh, no, no, he would have worn these. I mean, these would be news and worn. Saying that, and there's kind of like a bit of a rip in them, sort of, because without being funny, um, professional players train literally every single day and will bat half an hour, an hour every day. And they, they, they get their pads get a lot more wear than most people's do. So they, they have a lot of kit. Um, and it's not that uncommon at the end of the season to, to pass them out to various people. Okay. Um, and as, as I say, I've never worn them, and they've been in my shed for four years. So in that example, you've never wore you've never wore them. Are you going to wear them now? You found them. If it is that that example, that would be disgusting. They've been in my shed for the last four years. They're absolutely manky. Are they? <laughs> no, no. They're, they're, oh. they're in whichever way it is. They're in they're in reasonable condition. Um, probably the kind of thing that I'll maybe wear for training. Um, in both examples, they are a little bit too big for me anyway, because both players are taller than I am. Where, where's Joss, Joss Butler from? Uh, Joss Butler is from Somerset. Okay. Uh, however, sorry. So how how did the other person get hold of these? Uh, Joss Butler now plays for Lancashire, uh, mm. which is a bit more local to Yorkshire. Right. Uh, one of the lads in our team um, knows a few people from Lancashire. One of his he knows one of the coaches there, um, and I think he's done some some training with them and stuff. All right. I think I'm ready to make my uh, choice. I think okay. that. Um, the Paul Collingwood one is a bit of a fantasy one for you, and it would have been great if you could have rescued his dropped mobile phone and go and give it mm. him and <laughs> give him his phone back. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a big fan, but... Uh... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I reckon you... Uh, I, I don't think that's... I think that's made up, and I think the, the next one is that, yeah, I think, I think you did, because you have to sort everything out at the cricket and you have to organise it every week and make sure everyone turns up and sort out all this stuff. I think you accumulate stuff, and over time, and I think you've, that that's something you found you accumulated, and I think I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Uh, so you, you think that I've got the England World Cup Heroes cricket pads in my shed for the last four years? Yes. You'd be right. Well done. 
So you only found these a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. I bet you've been... Uh, well, just that. I bet, if, bet as soon as you saw them as well, bet one of the first things you thought is show and tell item. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not absolutely 100% certain that the Joss Butlers, but we're pretty... We're pre- I, I spoke to the fellow who got them for me, and well, not got them for me, but we, we think that we're pretty, pretty certain they are. Well, that's a good going. Yeah, and I've also seen Paul Collingwood once in a bar in Amsterdam. Um, oh, so you have seen him before? I've seen him. I've seen him on a few occasions. Did you, did you seen, talk to him? No, no. I've seen the vast majority of England players from about ten years ago when I was at university, and I, I, I do every now and again see him popping up in certain places. But I've met Paul Collingwood in a bar in Amsterdam. Let's get him on the podcast then, shall we? Yeah. So there we go. Thanks for sure. All right. You're welcome, Jimbo. So, um, as we know, we've seen the news recently that uh, it's going to be, well, it looks like Barbados will be removing the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, as head of state of Barbados. Um, So I thought I could take us on a little bit of a, I thought we'd go go on a bit of a journey across all of the different countries that she's still the head of state for, if that's all right. It's interesting you mentioned the Queen, so I've got her uh, football boots in my garage. So, um... <laughs> You've got one of your one of her corgis yeah. in the backyard. Yeah, one of her old yeah, ones doing... that's a bit tattered and torn now. Yeah, I've got him doing the gas central eating thing. <laughs> um... So I thought we'd uh, yeah go on a bit of a a, a, a mini holiday in our in, just in one episode around all mm-hmm. of the different countries that she um, is currently still the head of state for. I've not put Barbados in it. I know that she is, but. Um, I've not put, Bar- put Barbados in it because it looks like they're going to re- be removing them, and that's kind of the whole point of the feature. So okay. I thought we'd uh, go with the rest of them, all right? So we're going to yep. do a bit of a tour, and we're going to start by going down under. So as many of these are found, I've tried to look for quiz questions um, that focus around the royal family in that particular country, but I've not been able to find that for all of them. So sometimes I've just got interesting facts or certain funny things that happened in that particular country, depending on how so, good the thing I could find was. And by that, what you mean is you've got an incident where the Duke of Edinburgh is insulting people in that country. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah. It, th- that might crop up in one of them, possibly. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, Australia then, okay. How did former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott break royal protocol when Prince William visited Australia in 2014? A, he called Prince William Will during a dinner speech, or B, he put his hand on Prince William's back. So obviously you know about royal protocol, don't you? They've got certain ways they've got to behave around the royal family and so on. Things that have been there since sort of medieval times, I think, or certainly like Henry VIII sort of time and all that kind of thing. I, I, I didn't realise it's, it's not you're not allowed to put a, your hand on his back. Um, I mean, it's, it's fair enough if, if Prince William was choking at the sort of state <laughs> dinner that they're having. Would Tony Abbott have to say, "Sorry, mate, I can't, I can't do that thing where I whack you on the back, try the other side, just got to leave you, not allowed to." I do know. I, th- I think I mentioned on the podcast a couple of years ago that one of my friends got a photo with Theresa May in the Conservative Club in Reading. And I know when he got a photo, like they were kind of like leaning in for, for the photograph, and he tried to put his arm round her, and like there was a security person who straight away went, "Get off!" And sort of <laughs> said, yeah, "Do not, uh, do not touch me." Yeah, no way, get off, mate. Um, so I think 
I, I think I think they might have called him Will, as opposed to William. And for that one, you would be wrong. So yeah, uh, the Australian Prime Minister at the time, Tony Abbott, uh, put his hand on on Will's back, sort of thing, um, kind of casually as you do, sort of thing. Uh, yeah, did that. I imagine that's happened quite a lot of times, but uh, that's what I found about that one anyway. So, uh, so is, is, is Tony Abbott going to be a trade ambassador for us? Is he? Is that is that the truth? Is, is, yeah. Um, did you not see this in the news? Was this re- very recently as well? Uh, literally in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Tony Abbott's... Well, I think it's him that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of slag off because uh, he's had... I think there's been various suggestions that basically he's uh, homophobic and misogynist and various other things. And um, I think a few Tory politicians have been interviewed on the news and said, do we think it's acceptable that Britain's going to be represented on the international stage by someone who does have very uh, fairly old-fashioned arcane views and sort of discriminates against various people uh, to which the answer normally from matt hancock in particular gave an interview and he said well he's very good at trade <laughs> uh well yeah but he's openly homophobic and he's been criticized does, by does that does that mean matt, and, does that mean matt, Han- matt hancock is a qualified gp then uh well i was gonna say matt hancock is very good at being health secretary but well uh, let's be honest <laughs> i mean uh, number two so staying that's that kind of the world that side of the world um Number two, New Zealand. And I want to give a big shout out to a friend of both of ours, Danny Bembo, who is back from New Zealand. He's been, right. he's been, he's been abroad for quite a few years and uh, he's back um, currently in quarantine because, of course, he's uh, travelled back. And I think yep. although New Zealand aren't on the UK's list, he had to stop in Qatar um, just at the airport. And that is on the list. So he's had to quarantine for 14 days. So a big shout out Very to Danny nice. Bembo. Anyway. So he's had to quarantine for 14 days because he spent about two hours in an airport in Qatar. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, nice. So next, New Zealand. In 2017, a Chinese man was stopped in New Zealand airport for trying to bring what through customs in his hand luggage? Okay. A, two stuffed golden snub-nosed monkeys, an animal native to China. Or B, an 11-inch donkey penis. Um, well, I mean, in 11... <laughs> 11 inch penis, or as I call it, fairly small. Um, <laughs> the, well, so, first off, some stuffed monkeys. So, had they, had they died, sorry? Or was it, sorry, did you say stuffed nose? Well, they, they weren't alive, yeah. Right. No, they, okay. were, they were stuffed, but the, the monkeys oh, yeah. were uh, two, let me have a look, two golden snub nosed monkeys. Right, okay. Um, so, presumably a bit of taxidermy work had been happening there. Yeah. Uh, I think that. Amusing as though the second one is, I think it's going to be the stuffed monkey that he would try to get in. You would be... Wrong. That's two out of two wrong, yeah. So he tried to bring an 11-inch donkey penis through customs, and uh, the purpose of it was it's a bit of a... I think it's a delicacy in certain parts of the world, eating penis. Yeah. Yeah, Some parts of the UK as well. Um, (laughs) But anyway... Uh, 11 inches is quite big I mean could it fit in his hand luggage properly or was it just poking out the side of it that gave well, the game away possibly or? but it was confiscated so god knows what happened to it yeah. after um, anyway uh, we haven't done our joke we should have done last week by the way we can come back to that later if you want oh yeah I forgot about that yeah, yeah. Uh, so next number three we're going over back over to Canada now I haven't got any can- can- Canadian music um, I don't know if you can hum the national anthem for us if you know it no, I'm not too sure. I'm a, I don't know if you can do the theme tune to Duke South or something like that. Yeah, not sure. Remember that, Duke South? Uh, anyway, so in Canada then, uh, which is another country that uh, the Queen is head of state for, according to author Karen Dolby, what were, the Queen, what were Queen Elizabeth's comments or first comments when she visited Niagara Falls for the first time in 1986? A, it looks very damp. 
I mean, I'm trying to, you know. Mm-hmm. B, it's nice to finally be here. <laughs> I've always wanted to see the Viagra Falls. Viagra <laughs> uh, oh, Falls. Um, oh, the, surely the Queen. I mean, I think it could be a, a bit of bit of blue humour. Uh, sorry, no pun intended there. Obviously, with Viagra, um, which I believe is blue. Is that right? Yeah. So I've never, 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 never take one to be fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've got the one. You've got one at the end of your microphone. By looks a bit <laughs> but, um, um, I. <sighs> no, it's not. It's not a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> it's a donkey, eleven-inch donkey penis covered by a microphone <laughs> um, I think I think that she might might have, with a, a very dry sense of humour. Again, no point intended with what she said. I think she might have said it's very damp. Well done. Basically, she didn't sound that massively impressed. So there you go. You've got one right. Finally, one out of three. Next, then, uh, I'm gonna hope I got this right. Belize, 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 yeah, Belize, yeah. So it's like South American, isn't it? Is it not too far from? I think it's quite close. Is it border of Mexico and Guatemala yeah. and that kind of area? Yeah. Yeah. So what happened when Queen Elizabeth, when she went to Belize in 1985? A, there was a security organizational lapse and she found herself getting into the wrong car at the airport, which was actually one of the security cars rather than her her Queen sort of transport vehicle. Yeah. B, she was, she was served and ate the local deli- delicacy called Gibnut allegedly not knowing until afterwards that this was actually rat meat. Oh, okay. Um, well, surely surely she can eat the del- delicacy without knowing what it is. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just looking, looking where Belize is. Yeah, it's not far from... Um, it's actually not... I, I, we've actually not been that far away from it, from Belize. Um, not together, but uh, as you carry on the border straight south from Mexico, on that um, on the uh, Pacific coast... Uh, sorry, uh, yes, sorry, on the Atlantic coast of Mexico... Uh, near where sort of um, Cancun and down that side is. Carry on straight down from there. The next country you get into is Belize. So well, there we go. Thank you very much, Google Maps. Uh, what's the answer? Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, just Leanne, R- Leanne Riley checked in uh, to our video and uh, she checked in just at the time we were talking about an 11-inch donkey penis. Oh, um, okay. So <laughs> well, just, glad you've joined me. set the, the right tone. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that... I think she might have got in the wrong car. Right. You think so? I think she got in the wrong car, yeah. She ate gibnut, which is uh, now referred to because of that. Uh, they recur- refer to that dish, and uh, I think I don't know if they do it on certain menus in in uh, Belize as royal rat, uh, because the oh. queen ate it and, and wasn't quite aware of what it was uh, at the time. Next, then uh, Antigua and Barbuda. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why did Barbudans have an issue with Robert De Niro in 2018? A, after devastating hurricanes, they were upset when the government decided to use it as an opportunity to change the land ownership laws, meaning it would prevent, uh, it would benefit prop, uh, property developers. And Robert De Niro was one of the highest profile investors and he had his own plans to build himself a luxury complex there. Or B, in a speech at a hurricane relief event, Robert De Niro referred to the people of Barbuda as Bermudans rather than Barbudans. Uh, okay. Um... Well, either of them looked quite plausible. I mean, was it? Was it this, this? Was that the place where they had the hurricanes and Donald Trump sort of gave some kind of? Uh, did he give a statement about how he'd gone and played golf there or something, or he'd done something, and he just they came out and said no, he's done absolutely nothing whatsoever. <laughs> so obviously, I like Trump to um, sort of be economical with the truth and uh, make something up as he goes along. But I think that I think it's the um, country. It might be one of the countries where there's they 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 produce a lot of a lot of 
you know, a high percentage of a lot of the stuff that we have across the rest of the world. And they've kind of had all these sort of devastating hurricanes. And there's other parts of uh, sort of these island places around there that have had these issues. But um, it's not really that well known and reported on, even though it's a, it's a massive thing because they're sort of big exporters of a lot of products that we have, you yeah. know, certain spices Absolutely. and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think that... I think that they might have relaxed property laws to try and get people investing. I think Robert De Niro owned a lot of land as a result of it. That's correct. Uh, whether that actually happened or not, but they were using it as an opportunity to kind of change the mm. property uh, or land ownership laws, and yeah, it was going to benefit Robert De Niro. Although he didn't make many comments on it at the time, uh, he was one of the sort of highest investors there at the time. So they were sort of, and, and he was obviously planning to build himself a big house and all those kind of things there. So he. Took yeah. a lot of the flack, really. Uh, next then, Bahamas. Which of the following is true? A, the Bahamas is fatter than America. And what I mean by that is, as a percentage, uh, they have more overweight people than America. Uh, B, huh? the Bahamas has more Starbucks per capita than America does. I think we've done a Starbucks Ooh. quiz before, haven't we, on this podcast, haven't we? Uh, we did one about coffee, didn't you, where you talked about national coffee there and the sort of, sort of various coffees that you could get. And I think you did one about the number of Starbucks v costas as well one in the early days yeah i did one about yeah the amount of um, stores that we've got for various various retailers yeah um yeah ikea versus john lewis and all that sort of stuff um i could there be a lot of Starbucks? i think i don't think there's going to be a huge amount of starbucks in certain places in america as where well. i think there might be a lot in the bahamas and obviously they're a coffee producing country as well bahamas uh i i think it's gonna be more starbucks So yeah, um, they are they are not far behind the other big sort of countries with with the numbers of sort of Starbucks to capita and space and things like that. Um, and yeah. they are like very close behind for such a small island. They have got a lot of Starbucks, but they're not more than America. Um, no, the real answer is that they they are fatter um, than America because the the percentage of people there or the sort of average they are they've got more obesity issues per sort of percentage or whatever it's you know the average or whatever than America does. So there you go. Um, there we go. Maybe it's because of all those Starbucks they've got. No point. Next then, Granada. Uh, and I can I just say that when I first did this quiz earlier, I did a quiz question about Granada and about a football player in Granada, and it turned out to be Granada in Spain. All right. <laughs> so I had to redo it anyway. Yeah, okay. And, and that was quite a good question as well compared to this one. Maybe right. I'll save it for another time. Next, which of these is true about Granada? A, there are only three traffic lights on the entire island. Or B, you if you've got a tattoo, you're not permitted to go on the beach unless you cover it up. Okay, obviously the three traffic lights that we've got, I mean, they're red, amber, <laughs> and uh, green, aren't they? So I think that's those three. Uh, uh, I don't know how populated the how populated it is, but there must be. Do you need? I mean, do you need traffic lights? You know, there's no. I, I thought about this once. Uh, we live in sort of Sheffield and uh, Chapel mm. Town, sort of North Sheffield area, mm. um, and there are no traffic lights in High Green. Uh, well, that's a good point, actually, isn't it? Um, Whereas I think yeah. there are in Ecclesfield and Chapel Town, oh, yeah. I say, but there aren't in uh, there aren't in High Green. Yeah, I mean, but do you ever need them anyway? I mean, can you not just have a roundabout instead? I mean, I think so, yeah. So if you go, I mean, if you go to America, you never have roundabouts; you just have crossroads and traffic lights. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, but I, I think I think it might be called Grenada, by the way, as opposed to Granada. But mm-hmm. um, I think I think they were. I think they would have traffic lights. They must have more than three traffic lights. Or tattoos on the beach. No, I'm going to... 
because I'm getting everything wrong, I'm going to go against my instincts and say that um, it is going to be those three traffic lights in the country. Good choice. So you would have got it wrong based on your instincts, but no, that is yeah. the uh, right answer. Next then, Jamaica. So, Jamaican bobsleigh team athlete, Sean Wayne <laughs> Stevens, who lives in Peterborough, surprised the Queen back in July during a video call she was part of with British armed forces around the globe um, with an exercise routine he does to practice for his sport. But what was his exercise routine? Uh, your options are A, he's got an empty bathtub, which he takes to a local park um, with a hill, when it's been raining, he practices pushing and jumping into it so to kind of mm-hmm. get the sort of pushing and jumping in sort of effect because obviously it's been COVID, yeah. so you're not being able to go and train in the usual places. Uh, but B... he's also been offered a part on Last of Summer Wine, I think, actually. So. <laughs> B, he pushes his girlfriend's Mini Cooper around his estate in Peterborough. Uh, oh, I mean, surely, I mean, surely by, by estate, do you mean sort of country estate, like with loads of fields and horses and that sort of stuff or do you mean sort of housing estate where there's loads of people no, living housing sure estate all right oh, okay. I, I don't yeah. know i mean no he's not he's not he's not no not not that kind of estate yeah um i thought i'd be a bit dangerous i mean i think that i think they might push a is it an old cast iron bathtub it's quite heavy then so i wouldn't be surprised if they did that it's the right shape for it so i'm gonna say he pushes the bathtub and because yeah, you have to jump in the bathtub afterwards don't you mounting <laughs> in, in the bob slice that could be perfect i think you've got the plug in I don't, I don't know. Actually, I've not thought about. I've not thought about it seriously enough. <laughs> yeah, still got it. Maybe you could use a tap because you have steering things underneath. Yeah. So maybe you could use the taps to steer instead. Um, I'm. I think you might push a bathtub around. No, not doing very well today, fish. Uh, no, it's actually yeah. He pushes his girlfriend's Mini Cooper around uh, the housing estate, and his girlfriend's in the car steering it. But they they kind of ah, just okay. push it to you know get the practice in for the sort of getting started and all that. Uh, next then. St. Kitts and Nevis. Which of these is true about St. Kitts and Nevis? A, as of March 2015, St. Kitts and Nevis is the most popular place to buy a passport. Or B, average life expectancy in St. Kitts and Nevis is surprisingly high for a country of its small size and status, at 77 years old for men and 81 years old for women. So do you say buy a passport? Yeah, the most popular place to buy a passport. So how do you buy a passport? Well, you can purchase passports. And just become a member of just, just your uh, uh, St. Kitts and Nevis National just because you've given them a certain amount of money. Yeah. Something like, something like that never happened in this country, would it? Um, and I thought I'd give I... you a bit of a background as well. Um, average age expectancy of the UK, um, 79.9 years for males and 83.8, uh, 83.6 years for females. So it's, it's high for a country of its size, basically. Although it's not yeah. as high as the UK, but obviously we've got a health system and all that kind of thing. I mean, it'd sort of be a quite a nice life. You know, get a nice bit of sunshine and, and all that sort of stuff in these Caribbean islands. So I, I think I think it might be a life expectancy. I'm going to go with that. I bet you've only got like two right or something. I'm sure you've only got... That. And one of those was because I wanted to go against my natural instincts <laughs> of what I thought it was. So, um, yeah, it's it's a popular place to buy a passport because, um, basically, and obviously this will sound like a lot, but 150 grand or dollars, um, a family of four can buy a uh, can buy pass uh, visa free travel to 132 countries with no requirement to live in or even visit the country. Uh, and it's been quite a controversial one because there was a lot of, I think, even Cambridge Analytica were involved in something to do with this during the you know the old election scandals and stuff like that. Yeah. 
So there's there's various things that are, that are a bit controversial about that. But yeah, there you go. Uh, next one. St. Lucia. What could you be fined $1,000 for in St. Lucia? A, calling someone an insulting name. Or B, not wiping your feet before entering a public or state-owned building. Ooh, I mean, offensive name. I mean... God, just think, just think how much, think how much it would cost. Think how much money they would raise if Piers Morgan moved to St. Lucia. <laughs> if that was the case, um, what he could do for their government, uh, or wiping your feet. I think I, I, I've heard that there's certain places where wiping your feet, or not, or rather, not wiping your feet, is a really big no-no and very, very disrespectful to going into certain places. So I think if you don't wipe your feet, you could potentially get fined in St. Lucia. I'm going to say that. You can tell that I spent a lot of time on this quiz, can't you? Go on. Because <laughs> you're wrong again. Uh, yeah, it's actually the the other one that, um, what did I say? I can't remember what the other one was now. Calling someone an insulting name. So you've got to be insulting very careful name. about calling people each other names when you're in oh, St. Lucia. I don't know which prick came up with that idea. <laughs> Next then, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Uh during the country's general election in 2015, what did ruling PM Ralph Gonsalves have to contend with? Okay, I think I've said that right. A, scientists and experts began getting warning signs that the volcano Sofria, I think I've said that right as well, on the island was at risk of an eruption. The PM had to consider calling off the election and prepare for a potential evacuation of parts of the island. B, a leaked sex tape allegedly featuring a senior member of his party was doing the rounds. He had to deny its validity, claiming it was all set up. Okay. I don't, it, is, I don't know if it's a volcanic island. I'm assuming it probably is. I think a few of them are around there. Um, or a leaked sex, sex tape, which ne- neither of which are particularly good or helpful when you're on a campaign trail. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not having much of a good run of form here, am I? So is it a case of I think of something then change my answer? I, I think that the I think the volcano. I think there might be a volcano that was due to... But that said, you just cancel the election, wouldn't you? So is it going to be the sex type? Now I've got to choose one or the other. And, and, and now I've mentioned both, I'm just going to get annoyed when I get it wrong. So <laughs> I'm going to say that... I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to stick with the volcano. And you would be wrong. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to get so many wrong. You're worse than what I were like. Anyway... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, so no, you feel it was. Yeah, it was the uh, the sex tape one. Um, anyway, but but there is a volcano on the island, so that's not made up. Um, okay. They've been they monitor it. And I think the last eruption might have been seventy nine. I think uh, everyone was fine. They you know managed to and you know make sure they got out in time and all that kind of thing. Uh, was that was that was that nineteen seventy nine or seventy nine? Nineteen seventy nine. Was seventy nine the year that uh, Mount Vesuvius erupted? Not sure. Maybe they're just all like erupting at the same time. I'm sure it was 79 um, when I read it in the thing anyway. Might, I might be corrected. We could have a look later. Anyway, so number 13, last one, the Solomon Islands and Tuvalu. You ever been there, Fisher? No, but it's always mentioned on Pointless, isn't it, Tuvalu? Have you ever been to any of these places? I've never, uh, no, I've not no. been to, I've not been to any of these, any of those places Me at neither. all. So on a visit to Solomon Islands in the late 80s during her welcome parade, Queen Elizabeth, you know what, I think I've missed one out actually as well, I'll have to find it. Queen Elizabeth um, made a risky comment. Um, What comment did she make? A, she commented on a man wearing a traditional ceremonial grass skirt and sunglasses, saying, it's the first time I've seen a haystack wearing sunglasses. (laughs) B, after hearing a young girl perform a traditional island song, the next performer announced they were going to sing and the Queen was heard saying to her staff, are we going to, uh, to need earplugs for this one as well? Right, okay. Um, 
So I'm trying to check uh, Mount Vesuvius did erupt in the year 79, by the way. So at least I do actually know something. You don't um, get any more points for that, though. That's not my question, was it? Never mind. Um, Marco is not yours. 79 AD, by the way. Um, so what did she do? Um, a haystack with some... No, actually... So was this the Queen or the Duke of Edinburgh? The Queen. 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 No, if the Duke of Edinburgh, might, it might have come out with a stupid comment about haystacks wearing sunglasses. But I'm going to say, do we need earplugs for this? The Queen said that. And you would be... Wrong again. Yeah, she said that she commented on it because they, they'd chosen the, the, the dress, the ceremonial, the, the, the way they were going to dress is they ch- decided to go with something traditional, which was the sort of grass skirts. But then they decided to mix it up with um, modern sunglasses. So the queen sort of commented saying, oh, I've never seen a, a haystack with uh, black sunglasses on before, um, mm. which was deemed a little bit risky at the time. Um, you know, probably was really depending on. So uh, there is one more that I've forgotten, and I did. You know, you did say, "Is this going to be about Prince Philip and anything you said?" And, and I did say yes, and there is something, yeah. and somehow I managed to miss it. So, uh, Papa New Papa 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 New Guinea Papa New Guinea. What did Prince Philip say to a student who'd been trekking in Papa New Guinea in 1998? A. I thought students are supposed to study, not go on holidays. B. You've not, uh, you've managed, you've not managed, you've managed to not get eaten then, suggesting that tribes in Papua New Guinea still practice cannibalism. B. And you would be correct. <laughs> well, you're only as good as your last answer. <laughs> no, you had to get one right, didn't you? There you go. Yeah. Um, oh, you enjoyed that, Fisher. Apart from not yeah, getting well, any right. Yeah, you can always, you can always trust Prince Philip to uh, to finish things <laughs> off with a nice uh, bit of uh, xenophobia. Um, and something that you know, you know, would definitely be inappropriate and therefore correct. Do you feel like you have learned? Uh, do you feel like you've been on holiday during this last sort of twenty-five minutes or so, twenty minutes? Yeah, I'm gonna have to quarantine for the next fourteen days now. <laughs> have you had an accident that wasn't your fault? Did a little bit of we come out when you saw something madly hilarious? Has your mother's home cooking resulted in an over-exuberant fart that was actually more than wind? Then contact Dirty Pants Lawyers for you. We're experts in getting you the compensation for those embarrassing incidents that simply weren't your fault. With our premier service, we can even arrive on scene with an emergency pair of pants. If your three children have left you with a weak and leaking bladder, then we can claim off their future income and direct it straight back to your pocket. If a hilariously funny podcast, obviously not this one, has left you practically pissing yourself on your commute, then get in touch and we'll start your claim today. Dirty Pants Lawyers for you, because sometimes pissing yourself laughing is just not funny. Okay, I think actually as well, for sure, a lot of those uh, countries uh, in the last quiz weren't on... Um, they weren't on the quarantine list anyway, a lot of them. I'm guessing maybe places oh. like Canada, maybe not New Zealand, but Australia might be, possibly, not sure. I think in general, a lot of the um, a lot of the countries, uh, the Caribbean countries, haven't been affected by it quite as badly, I think. I don't know for certain, but... Yeah. Yeah, so they might not be on the quarantine list. Uh, I don't know, about... Sorry, go on. I, I, sorry, I, I was going to say we need to do our joke from last week. Uh, oh, yes, the joke we should have done last week, I think. Have you got one as well? I had, yeah. On the same subject. So we were talking, weren't we, about Ann Summers, and they were struggling to pay, the shops were struggling to pay their rent, weren't they? Uh, yeah. And were at risk of closing down. Uh, mm-hmm. And you made some quite hilarious comments that there was a, a protest where they'd, uh, 
um, sort of chained themselves to the shop, but it turned out to be someone who chained themselves up accidentally with some fluffy handcuffs and various things yeah. like that. And uh, I thought, what what I could have said at the time is that uh, the the sort of you know the the landlords who were not you know who, who they were complaining to for not being able to afford the rent, the landlord's response was, oh, they're just they're, they're playing up over nothing. They're just getting the sexy knickers in a twist. But hey. anyway, that that was it. That was going to be mine. There's your symbol. Did you have one as well? I had one as well because we were talking about um, the chess championship uh, getting abandoned because someone got a bad internet connection. And you said maybe someone had been watching too much porns. <laughs> uh, and my joke should have been, uh, he said he was just bashing the bishop. Hey, there we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, time for news. So we've, we've, we've yeah. kind of, should we start with rule of six? We can do, yeah. I mean, we're on this podcast, there's two of us. If we had, if we had five more people joining us, not allowed. Um, so yeah, you can only now mix with uh, five other people. Uh, no, six. Bad, bad news is... Oh no, five others and you. Five I others, get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 Jimbo, I know. I know. With you personally speaking, a lot of the social events that get organised around it, you're not even invited to yourself. <laughs> but yeah, for most people, if they go to something, they go to it as well. Um, so yes, you and five others, so a, a group of six people, which I, I think, as we've just proved, it does get confusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's changed indoors or outdoors. Six is the maximum amount of people you can be with. Um, so I'm not sure if you've got many comments on well, that at all. It's just it's just a bit odd, isn't it? Because they they sort of like you know, and also this this didn't start until like a certain day either. So that just encouraged everybody to go and hang around in as big a groups as they could. And it even point yeah. to me as well. It was a bit. It, I didn't. I wasn't really aware of the rules before the rule of six. So when I read yeah. the rules, what it currently was before the rule of six, which was that. You're allowed to be in a group of thirty, providing the thirty are from two different households. Just come, yeah. like that means you've got to be in a house that have got fifteen people in potential. Like you know, I know there are some big families, but there's not surely you know that fifteen's a big number in it. So that that was a little bit wishy washy anyway for me. Well, if you're a family of six, uh, you know, sort of uh, partners and, uh, and and four children, you can't you can't have anyone visit you at all, or you can't go out and see anyone whatsoever. Which is a little bit unfair. I mean, it's quite a small number as well. Six, isn't it? I mean, all it takes is two families of four and you can't see each other. No, it's a bit odd. So, and and also the, 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 the fact that the rules don't apply to certain things, so... Well, coronavirus doesn't travel around at work, so you're fine going in. Yeah. It is a bit, it is a bit amazing, isn't it? I mean, you can go and pick your child up from school where they've been around sort of 300 people and yet they can't go and meet six of them outside of school. And and I saw something the other day that said because this is there's been a bit of uproar about the fact that they, you can go um, shooting, can't you? Shooting grouse can, is yeah. it or something like that? Um, so I saw a, a comment from someone the other day saying so the rules as I understand them is seven children got can't go together to feed the ducks, but thirty grown men can go and shoot ducks. Uh, absolutely, well, <laughs> absolutely hey, fine. To be fair, I'm not going to argue with 30 blokes because they've got guns. Right, well, yeah, true. Good point, good point. So there we go. We've mentioned ducks about... a lot in this po- podcast, haven't we? Oh, we have, actually, yeah. Talking about guns um, and more of the that variety of guns, should we talk about Wayne Lineker? Yeah, go for it. So um, he's looking for a girlfriend, isn't he? He is, yeah. Have you got details of what he's asked for? Uh, he, he, yeah, I've just, I think I tried to, one second, I'm going to try and open it up because it, it was quite an interesting list. He uh, yeah. he said it's a tongue-in-cheek thing, but then it went into quite a lot of detail, almost saying, yeah. almost sort of made you think, well, this isn't really tongue-in-cheek, he's actually advertising here, isn't he? Uh, so he's, he's looking for a girlfriend and he decided to post on his, his Instagram uh, the exact details of what he's after. So, number one, you must like older men. 
but only me. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be a world, eh? Now that's very subjective, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like you couldn't who who's who's making that decision? You know what I mean? I suppose it's him, but oh, yeah. um age thirty, okay, twenty or twenty nine would work as well. Yeah. <laughs> but not my age, because that would just look weird. Um, oh well I mean yeah, obviously. I mean you wouldn't want to lumber him with going out with someone of his own age. Yeah, <laughs> um there was some there was some really like uh, so he says on it one of one of his things is a dog is acceptable but will need a passport. So 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 he's after a world day but also could be a dog. The, the dog could go to uh, oh, St. Kitts and Nevis oh, for a passport sorry. though, couldn't So he's talking about an actual dog. I'm, yeah, sorry. I wasn't sure I was referring to things there. I didn't know if he was saying a dog's fine, you know. I'll have a dog. <laughs> I didn't know what kind of... I didn't know he meant the, the girls got to have the dog. I thought, you know, anyway. Um, it's an odd one, isn't it? He's, he doesn't do... Just a bit, yeah. He doesn't do much for himself. Because uh, he's, he's already not, you know... He, I mean, he's not got a great amount of fans, has he, in a sense. He's a bit... I think people do see him as a little bit odd, don't they? Also, I mean, he's Gary, he's Gary Lineker's brother, isn't he? He's well known for running... He runs some bars in Ibiza, or Lineker's Bar in Ibiza and various other places. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do you think he'll find anyone? Uh, well, probably. <laughs> yeah. I've sent him a message of you. <laughs> yeah. I have. But once, I, once I finish making my Waitrose ready meal, yeah. I uh, I messaged him here. Yeah, because he said, that he said that, that's one of his requirements as well, isn't it? Should we talk about strange incompetent... Should we stop talking about strange incompetent people anyway? Yeah. Move on to Chris Grayling. Yeah. Um, do you know what he's got a job as now? He earns about... I think he earns about £100,000 a year. Did he used to be the transport secretary? He used to be a transport secretary. Oh, let, yeah. let's hope he's got nothing to do with any sort of transport then. What's he doing as his job? Well, he's advising uh, a port company. Oh. Oh, oh, oh what, uh, what kind of port? Drink? Uh, sorry, yeah, not, 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 the, uh, not the fortified wines. The places where you get shipping containers and stuff in. Right, okay. Uh, by ferry. Uh, and this is Chris Grayling. I think, he's getting, I think he's doing seven hours work per week and getting paid about £100,000 a year for, for advising them on various issues. Uh, this is the person who gave out a shipping contract worth about fifty million pounds to a company that had no boats. <laughs> um, Look, your so. port—I can guarantee you. Give me the job. Your port is going to have no congestion issues <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> is, is that you think how we got the job? Who uh, well, who knows? Who knows? But also, there's been there's been complaints this week about um, diversity on Britain's Got Talent. Have there really? Yeah, I thought they were quite yeah. good. Oh, are you talking about uh, the band with Ashley Banjo? Yeah. All oh, right. Well, yeah. Sorry, I was just talking about the fact people complain. In fact, there's diversity on Britain's Got Talent. Oh, yes. right. Okay. It also pro- it also probably applies to the band as well, who did a performance that um, that went down. Well, I was going to say not very well, but most people who complained probably didn't even watch it. No, I thought it was good. I thought it was all right as well, to be fair. But yeah, it led to about twenty five thousand complaints, and Ofcom responded to it officially today. And they basically told everyone who complained uh, that they should stop moaning about stuff. Fair play. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot bigger now, isn't it? The lad with the the big hair, the the afroy sort of hair. It's a lot bigger yeah. now, isn't it? They can't throw him round like they used to. Harry, I think his name isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was, it was perfect for it originally because that uh, that hair that he got, if he, if he fell down, just... he just bounced straight back up again. So <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but should we should we talk about the government as well? Yeah, let's go and... for it. I mean, uh, we don't like to mention Brexit too much, uh, but Boris walked around for a fair amount of time saying that his um, his Brexit deal was oven ready. Uh, turns out it's actually not. What, what a surprise that is! Um, Settle for a microwave meal instead. Well, no, no one quite, no one quite knows. But uh, they've said that what they're doing now uh, will be breaking the law in a very specific way. 
Right, okay. Apparently he's all right. Yeah. It's fine to do. And and, and then yeah. is, this, is this just a, a few days within saying... You should report anyone who you see breaking the law, the COVID, uh, the COVID <laughs> rules. Is that is, is this the same government? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, funnily enough, yeah. And well, is it the, breaking the? Is it the same Boris Johnson who said before you report anyone, maybe you should go and have a word with them first? Yeah, that, so surely we're going to end up more people in hospital with fractured skulls if that's the uh, <laughs> if that's the advice. Yes, yeah. So I couldn't quite make it up. But what else have you seen in the news? Well, the last thing uh, probably I'd, I'd like to point out is that there's a German football team, amateur football team, uh, who have lost 37-0 um, because um, basically there was the team, their opposition had um, previously been, they'd had somebody within their ranks or team or whatever um, come down with symptoms of COVID or tested positive for COVID. And mm-hmm. it... it, it and it turned out that although they, they all got tested and they were fine, it wasn't still within the 14 days uh, quarantine ad- advice. Ad, you know, So they might not have come up as positive, but because they, the 14 days hadn't passed, there were a lot of football players who were quite um, concerned about it. So um, basically they ended up trying to socially distance, but the other team didn't. So they, they sort of ca- tried not to tackle or tried not to sort of, you know, go near and do the marking and stuff and they ended up you know as a result losing 37-0 and they tried to get the game called off and everything but the uh, the football thing wouldn't let them without giving them a fine or whatever so yeah this poor German football lost. team yeah. lost lost 37-0 so yeah poor fellas um, all women yeah um, yeah I mean there's, there's a lot of football teams out there who probably like to use that excuse isn't there yeah we I were mean, just socially, re- what, what were you doing in that match Harry Maguire I was, I was just socially distancing I mean I, I I didn't realise Sheffield Wednesday been social distancing for so long, to be honest. I mean, but there we go. Basically, new season has started. Yeah. A win a win for Sheffield Wednesday, so we're down to minus nine points. <laughs> Come on. All going well. Yeah. Well, there we go. Should we, should we move on to the to, to my quiz? Let, let's do that. We, we can do as, as soon as... Hold on. Here we go. There we go. Moving on. What have you got for us, Fisher? Well, I'd seen on the news that Ed Sheeran had a child. Uh, do you know what Ed Sheeran's child was called? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, the child was called Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Sheeran. So, um, yeah. quite, not particularly very original on the final name, but the other three were quite uh, quite different, quite unusual. Did you say Seaborn? Uh, Seaborn, yeah. Was it born at sea? I don't know. Uh, not as far as I'm aware. Will be very difficult, I think, to have a child born. So you're probably not the not the best if you're in one of those boats that's kind of if you're on a car ferry like I was last week, you're probably all right, fairly mm-hmm. solid. But if it's something that's kind of going up and down, that's not not going to be ideal um, maternity conditions. No. But yeah, Ed Sheeran had a child a couple of weeks ago called Lyra Antarctica Seaborn Sheeran, and I think names such as Antarctica and Seaborn are quite unusual. So therefore, I thought I would. Research into uh, celebrity children's names, or the, or the names of the children of celebrities, rather, uh, and just kind of uh, run through and see what we uh, see what we think. For I've got certain famous people, and there are a couple of options as to what their children or child are called. That's okay, and we'll see what uh, yep. see where we get. So I think we've got twelve questions coming up, um, which also actually features a question about Robert Downey Jr. Right, as mentioned earlier on. So I didn't mention Robert Downey Jr. Did you not? I thought you did. No. Robert De Niro. Oh, Robert De, Robert De Niro. Sorry. You're going to get anything right today, Fisher. Oh, good point. Um, 
I am. Oh, no, sorry. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. I got that one wrong as well. <laughs> so, uh, Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rosdale, uh, they've got some children. Do you know who Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rosdale are? I know Gwen Stefani. I don't know Gavin Rosdale. Gavin Rosdale was a judge on The Voice for one series. What did, and, you, uh, did you do anything before that? Uh, well, it was in a band. All right. It was in a band. Gwen, Gwen um, Stefani was formerly of No Doubt, weren't she, originally in the 90s? She was of No Doubt, yeah. Gavin Rosdale got no doubts about that either. I'm almost certain she was. Uh, Gavin Rosdale was in a band that were quite popular in America, but weren't yeah. massively popular in Britain, I don't think. Um, so what was the name of their children? Are they called Adelphi Jagger Jerome and Puma Carter Bush? Or are they called Apollo Bowie Flynn and Zuma Nesta Rock? I can't even apply any logic to these. <laughs> um... Would Bush, would they have been a fan of George Bush at some point? Well, it might be worth pointing out this moment that Gavin Rosdale was in a band called Bush. Oh, okay. Whether was, that makes any difference to Was it that or anything not, to do know. with the President Bush? Uh, I don't think so. I think it probably came out... Uh, well, actually, they probably came out after George Bush's father, but before George W. Bush. Okay. I think. All right. Let's go with the first one. Uh, Adelphi Jagger Jerome and Puma Carter Bush, you're wrong. Have you... <laughs> you get to make these up as well. Uh, yeah, I would like to thank uh, both the dictionary and the thesaurus for um, <laughs> for giving me words for this round. Uh, um, so next up, Jerry Halliwell. Uh, what are her children called? Are they called Snowdrop and Capulet or Bluebell and Montague? Uh, you, see you see what I've done I, there? I can. Obviously, Montague and a Capulet, yeah. Yeah, and then two alternative flowers. Yeah. Uh, Snowdrop and what? Snowdrop and Capulet. Or Bluebell and Montague. I think Bluebell and, uh, is... And these are for children, not for a cats, by the way. <laughs> yeah, cats are called uh, Steve and Janice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go with... Uh, obviously, loves the cats more than the kids. Let's yeah. go with uh, Bluebell and Montague. Because I think... Uh, only because I think Bluebell sounds more like a name that you might yeah. call a child than Snowdrop. Is there anything I can say? Uh, well, you are correct. Well done. Uh, next up, Robert Downey Jr. Or it might be Robert De Niro. Who knows? Um, what are his children called? Are they called Chino, Valdez and Ravinda? Or Indio, Exton and Avery? The first ones again? Chino, Valdez and Ravinda. Or the second ones, Indo, Exton and Avery. Uh, I think he must have... You know them things on the internet, those like anagram makers, where you can just put a bunch of letters in and just hit generate? I think he must have done that. Yeah. Let's, go with the the f- let's go with the second one. Indo, Exton, and Avery. Yeah. Uh, you'd be correct, well done. You're better at guessing than you are today. You don't just know these. Um, <laughs> next up, George Lucas from Star Wars and... Um, did it, is it Indiana Jones as well? George oh, yeah, Lucas. yeah. Um, I think I know this so one. What, all right, okay. I think what it think might it be C three PO and Art No. <laughs> uh, is it Harrison or Ford? No, it's um, so. What, what is George Lucas's child called? Is it Everest or Annapurna? Possibly worth pointing out that Annapurna is also the name of a well-known mountain. Yeah. Well, being as I've never heard of Annapurna before, mm-hmm. and I don't think you would have either before this, possibly. Although you might be quite good at things like geography and so on, I'm going to go with Annapurna. You'd be wrong. It's Everest. Uh, Nicole Ritchie, uh, adopted daughter of Lionel Ritchie, and she was on. She had a program with. She had a program with Paris Hilton. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I think the, the Simple Life, something like that was called. Cool. 
Um, what are her children called? Are they Harlow and Sparrow or Linton and Harrow? So Harlow and Sparrow or Linton and Harrow. Okay, so Lionel and Rich's daughters. Uh, yeah. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to tie back any links there, but I don't. I don't, I don't think there will be any at all, really. Uh, no. Let's go with the second one. Uh, Linton and Harrow. No, you'd be wrong. It was uh, Harlow and Sparrow. <laughs> not. Not particularly sure if there's any great meaning behind those names, or I don't no. know how they quite choose names that are so unusual like that. I don't know. What for, why? Why don't celebrities sometimes just call them James or? Chris or so I've not been very original there because they're our names, but you know, just things that are a bit more usual. Next up, Kate Winslet. What is her child called? Is it Bear Blaze or Alberto Fire? Bear Blaze. Bear Blaze. Uh, that's spelt as in grizzly bear, as opposed okay. to naked. Um, naked, yeah. Um, bear Blaze or what? Bla- or Bear Bear Blaze or. Or Al- Alberto Fire, which sort of sound a bit like two American football teams, really, don't they? Um, but nonetheless, rapid, one of those rapid is Kate Vienna or something. Let's go with the second one again. Uh, you'd be wrong. It's uh, it's Bear Blaze. Uh, Adam Levine from is he from the band Maroon Five? Yes. Is it is it the main singer as well? Uh, I think he is. Yeah. yeah. I, I think as with a lot of bands, I don't think anyone knows what the other ones mm. are called. Uh, other um, artists are called. Uh, what are his children called? Is it Buckley, Bernard, and Miller Violet, or Geo Grace and Dusty Rose? Mm. So is it Buckley, Bernard, or Bernard? Um, probably Bernard, not Bernard. I would have thought, given it's a celebrity child. So is it a girl Buckley as well? Bernard, uh, I, I have no idea. I have no idea on the gender of any of these children. I listen to ask. Uh, Buckley, Bernard, and Miller Violet, or Geo Grace and Dusty Rose? Sounds like a if a, 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 a female. So, um, so I mean, I mean, either way, she'll be loved, won't she? Whichever, whichever <laughs> name he's gone for. Um, <laughs> um, I think, I think, never mind the moves like Dra- Jagger. I think he'd had the drugs like Jagger when he was naming his kids. <laughs> um, let's go with the second one. No, 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 no. First one. I keep saying second one. First one. Okay, uh, you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> it was the second one. Uh, next up, uh, The Edge, you two. He's got a child. Uh, what are they called? Is it Blue Angel or The Edge Junior? <laughs> um, oh, th- I mean, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? The Jimbo Junior. Yeah. The Fisher Junior. I, I, I can't remember off the, the top of The Little Fisher. Can't remember off the top of my head what uh, The Edge's real first name is. Um, <laughs> I think Bono's called Paul something, I think, isn't he? <laughs> what is for <laughs> fuck fucker junior <laughs> uh, if if you're just tuning in now you'd have to go back to near the start to work out what we're on about there yeah. but anyway uh, let's let's I, I think i think the start was about 3 hours ago with the yeah. podcast as well but never mind let's go with the edge junior the edge uh, no he's not it's called him the blue angel <laughs> sort of makes him sound a little bit like a toilet detergent of some form i think doesn't yeah. it or some kind of bathroom cleaner or whatever yeah. Um, next up, what are Alicia Keys' children called? Um, are they called Babylon and Leviticus or Egypt and Genesis? I, I, I can't, I mean, no one, no one, no <laughs> one should call the kids any of those names. Uh, remind me again. B- 
Babylon and Leviticus or Egypt and Genesis? Oh, you know what? I think maybe Egypt and Genesis have got an actual, a quite nice ring to it, actually. Okay. Oh, you've done well there. You'd you hey. be right. Well done. Thank you. I thought, uh, I, I thought obviously, I'm trying to make the fake names sound a bit like the genuine names. Yeah. Obviously, Egypt and Babylon sort of part of the ancient, uh, ancient world. Uh, obviously, Genesis. I put Leviticus because that's another book of the Bible. I attempt to put Babylon and Phil Collins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, that, that probably sound too fake. I was going to say, was she choosing that name based on, yeah. you know, the Bible sort of thing, or was it more based on a favourite band? Yes, indeed. So uh, next up, Bear Grylls. Um, mm. Surely, he, he can't have children with stupid names of himself, but uh, <laughs> I think he has managed. So what are his children called? Uh, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it Kitty Kitty Cooker or <laughs> something like, I don't know, Rabbit Microwave? <laughs> <laughs> It, it it is not it is not. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Parrot Parrot Hob. The names of his children are things that he would consider to be edible, but that doesn't nearly narrow it down, does it? So, <laughs> uh, are they called Blackberry and Marmalade, or Huckleberry and Marmaduke? For some reason, I mean, I don't think the first ones are too bad. What did you say? The first one. Blackberry and Marmalade. Blackberry and Marmalade. I don't think the first ones are too bad, to be honest. Really? Well compared to what we've heard so far I, but i think it is the second ones i think i've heard of this before i think with this one maybe uh, otherwise i've just completely made Pucklebury and marmaduke you gonna go with yeah yeah uh, yes correct you're right well done i think i have heard that before that one uh next up casey affleck uh, there's only two left by the way so casey affleck who is he ben affleck's brother who won a did he win an oscar for manchester by the sea his performance in that, or am I just making this up as I'm going along? What what Casey Affleck did. Casey Affleck, yeah. Yeah, I, I presume it's his, but again, I'm not, uh, yeah, not up on the Hollywood out. world. Yeah. Um, well, we've, we've not got the right names for it, to be fair, have we? No. Uh, no. So, Casey Affleck's children, what are they called? Is it Indiana and Atticus, or Louisiana and Scout? Ah, I see what you've done there as well. Yeah. So, um, as you will know, because you were probably in my form, in my... Set because we were both top set for English, weren't we? At school, we were. Uh, we read to kill who'd, a. Mo- who'd have thunk that? We 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 read to kill a mockingbird. Uh, we did, yes. I bet you want to inv- invent your own form, don't you? Just so you can you can have your own level above me there. But I was good at English. You might no, have been better I'm, than me at maths, but my favourite bit in English. Because um, I, I think we sit next to each other as well, didn't we? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, and can you remember? And I I used to I mean. I used to work very hard in English, um, and used to. We had a, a poem anthology. Yes, I remember that. Uh, she got loads of bits of poetry in there, and I used to like sort of make notes in there and sort of write stuff about the poetry in there and sort of make comments and stuff. And you used to do bits of drawing <laughs> in there. That's how and my head you, worked. Do you, do you know? Do you know where this is going? By the way, no. Right. Okay. So there was a bit of a thing as to whether or not you could take your old poetry anthology into the exams if you'd written <laughs> notes on it and that sort of stuff. And uh, our teacher, who was quite distinctive looking, if you remember, yeah. we'll, 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 not, we'll not name her because uh, it's probably a bit unfair to, to the teacher in question. Um, and she was talking about it and she said, uh, you, know, you, can, you can take in your poetry anthology as long as it's kind of actually neat and informative and you've actually got relevant bits in there. But you shouldn't be just doodling and doing stuff on there. Um, what you've done in your poetry <laughs> anthology, specifically, is drawn a picture of the teacher. <laughs> I think I do remember. It was good. And it was, 
And it was quite good. It was quite good. But what she did was she said, oh, and we and there weren't actually many lads in our class, <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. And we actually sat at, at the, the front. front. There were four of us, yeah. yeah. Four or five of us sat at the front on the front desk. And it was just, we were, we were surrounded by girls. A bit like real life for us. Um, <laughs> but you, she, she, she said, whatever you do, don't do this. And she actually picked up your anthology because you were sat at the front. <laughs> And she held up the picture that you'd drawn of her and showed it to the rest of the class. I completely forgot about that. Do you think she knew it was her? No, she had no idea it was her. She just picked up anything and showed it. <laughs> but, but, but there we go. Um, I think I might have got a photograph somewhere of of uh, of, of said oh, teacher. Please, please, please if, you, if you can find the drawing that you did at the time, please do find it. Um <laughs> But so anyway, that's uh, that's that's a much better story than you spilling water <laughs> on my science experiment that time. <sighs> so anyway, Casey Affleck. I, I was trying to say that. So in that lesson, we did uh, to kill a mockingbird, and the characters in it were obviously Atticus was the uh, the lawyer, uh, yeah, yeah, and his daughter was Scout. So you yes. put them in in two halves there. So yep. what are the first names? You got Atticus and Indiana, uh, was so, it? Uh, Indiana and Atticus, yeah. or Louisiana and Scout. So both both American states. Uh, Scout is Scout an American state? Oh no, two uh, American Scout. state. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know what you're saying now. I know what you're saying. Yeah, Scout was the character in it. I'm gonna go with yeah. Scout. Uh, that one, the the B B B. Uh, you'll be wrong. Oh. It is Indi- Indiana and Atticus. <laughs> but uh, but but nonetheless, we thank you for your uh, for the drawing <laughs> of our teacher back a good um, well that must have been sort of 17 or 18 years ago and still very memorable. It yeah. was. Um, final question. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this gentleman is a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um, Jermaine Jackson. Yeah, he claims to be for some strange reason. Every now and again, he sends out a tweet that is some is a Wednesday fan, and we're not hundred yeah. percent sure why. Nobody really is, but anyway. There we go. Uh, what is what is Jermaine Jackson child called? Is it Jer Majesty or Giraffe? Jer Majesty or, or C? Jer have to give me such a stupid name. <laughs> Jer Majesty or Giraffe? I think I've heard this one as well, and I I think it's I think it's Jer Majesty. Well, of course it is. He's not going to call his son Giraffe, is he? So yes, it's Jer Majesty. Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, the, you know, the kid is going to grow up with that name, and you know, could blame it on anyone, but ultimately, he's got to <laughs> blame it on your daddy, aren't they? So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is that your last one? That's uh, that's the last one. Well done. Thanks, Isha. I enjoyed that. So anyway, thank you very much for listening today and for watching. If you've been watching live, sorry if we have had any audio issues. I'm not sure if they've been corrected or not, but we'll correct them on the final video. Um, but thank you for listening. However you've listened or watched, uh, please get in touch at Waste of Webspace on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. On Instagram, you you're on Instagram out. now with your own sort of podcasting oh, and drinking account. Ale and audio, yeah. If you want to keep follow the beers that we, you should send yours to me, Fisher. Take a picture of it and send it me because it's a uh, yeah. Folly. Send a picture of me and I'll put it on. Send me a picture. Um, so yeah, there you go. But please get in touch and let us know if you want us to give you a shout out in the next episode. Uh, we'll be back yeah. in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. The good thing to know is that uh, there are so many daft names of celebrities uh, or children of celebrities so that we can definitely get another quiz out of that maybe another two or three by the amount of material that I managed to get for that so <laughs> that will come up again at some point 
Um, nice but there we go. And so if, if we'll, anyone does we'll have again. has a child in the next two weeks and you're short of baby names, then they, there you go. Yeah. If anyone's ever drawn any pictures of their teachers in a poetry book, then please do send them in to us so we can compare. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. Thank you very much, Jimbo. We'll see you next time. And thanks to everyone for watching and listening. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.